0: Welcome to the Augustine Institute Show. It is a joy to be with you. I hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. I know I was looking forward to Mother's Day weekend. I make a pilgrimage, always out to visit my mother. Uh, My mother and dad live out in the, retired out into the mountains in Colorado and Pagosa Springs, and so it's a great journey to go out there, and I was always looking forward to Mother's Day weekend because it's really the beginning of spring, at least out in Colorado it is. I know some of you have a head start on us, and uh, the spring weekend, being with my folks, being with my mom, was a great delight. And you know, I'm gonna talk about making a journey, a pilgrimage to visit our spiritual mother, Mary. You know, Jesus as one of the greatest gifts he gave us is he gave us his mother to be our spiritual mothers. And so for every, spiritual, every mother out there, you have a spiritual mother in the blessed mother Mary and we all do as children of God. And so we're gonna talk about a special place where you can make a pilgrimage and go to visit your spiritual mother our Blessed Mother Mary, when we get back. Thank you. Well, welcome back. It's really a delight to have you all with us. We have a very special guest, as you can see. Uh, Cardinal Burke is joining us, and we're gonna talk about a wonderful shrine to Our Lady of Guadalupe, dedicated to Mary that he created when he was a bishop out in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So I know La Crosse because my sister had a full scholarship, a tennis scholarship, out oh. at La Crosse, and she did the nursing school up there at La Crosse yes. uh, University. With, with Univers-
1: university of Wisconsin at La Crosse. They had a very good athletic program and other, of course, studies, too.
0: Now, when you were a bishop you know, I mean, it's out in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, you've had it on your heart to start this Marian Shrine. Why don't you tell us the story about that? Well. For- for my own growing up, I was born in
1: 1948, so I was growing up in the 1950s, but the devotional life was so important mm. uh, to my faith and to my growth in the faith and, the, and to the, the important sense of Christ's presence with us and, and also the assistance that we receive from our Blessed Mother as you were just saying and also uh, St. Joseph and all the saints. And so I. When I was ordained in 1975 and I came back to serve as a priest in the diocese, I noted immediately that the devotional life had had disappeared. Mm -hmm. uh, And So as a priest, I tried uh, in various ways to reintroduce the devotional life, uh, but then when I became bishop of La Crosse, of my home diocese, uh, I was installed in 1995, I knew that I had to do something uh, Uh, to lead the whole diocese in this direction. We began a program for the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in the homes. But the most ancient form of devotion is a pilgrimage to a holy place. Uh, And so I wanted to to establish a place of pilgrimage where the faithful could come. And uh, the the logic of a pilgrimage is very simple. One travels to uh, uh, a holy place uh, one leaves the ordinary circumstances of their daily life and in the holy place, m- meeting our Lord through the help of our Blessed Mother and the other saints, uh, th- you discover the extraordinary nature of your ordinary life. In other words, that that Christ is alive in you and and, and so you take new energy and new enthusiasm uh, for your daily living. And thanks to many wonderful lay faithful and priests who helped me, uh, we, we were able to create the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, it was inspired, uh, I, I wanted it to be a Shrine of Our Lady because as you mentioned before, it's our Blessed is always drawing us to her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at first I thought of Our Lady Fatima uh, because of uh, the importance of her message and also because she had saved uh, Pope St. John Paul II from the assassin's bullet in, in 1981. But then when in 1999, when uh, Pope St. John Paul II published his uh, letter as uh, a church in America, his post synodal apostolic exhortation, I knew that it should be He said there that the americas Our Lady appeared uh, in Hill and what is today Mexico City for all of the all of America, and so I thought we need to it 'll be the shrine of our Lady, but now under the particular title of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and as I say, with the help mm-hmm. of of the so many. And, and wonderful benefactors, uh, the shrine has really been blessed. And
0: uh, I love the idea that you know, it, as you saw it, piety in terms of Catholic piety with Our Lady, to see her as our spiritual mother, to Saint Joseph as the kind of the patron. That. Yes. The, these kinds of devotions, after a lot of the maybe the excitement, enthusiasm, confusion that followed Vatican II, the, people kind of lost track of these things, which were great uh, spiritual aids to yes. people growing spiritually. Absolutely. And and so your idea of the shrine was to kind of spark, yes, uh, to create a space, a holy place, where people could come and then by having a space they would make time yes. to make that pilgrimage and then encounter Our Lady and reflect and, and, and be able to uh, be on a, re- in a retreat in a sense, a spiritual retreat to encounter God's grace. Did you find that after you saw people going to the shrine after you started Was it starting to inspire a deeper devotion to Our Lady in the diocese?
1: Absolutely. Uh, This is the case, first of all, the number of pilgrims has grown every year. Uh, Usually we were averaging about 80 to 90,000 pilgrims a year. And even during COVID, uh, we had 65,000 pilgrims Uh, when the, the COVID uh, the virus struck, uh, the crisis, the international health crisis. I, I went to the bishop, who, in the beginning, as you know, many bishops closed the churches because they, they were afraid that there would be, the church would be a place where the virus would spread. And I, I said to the bishop, you know, we cannot close the shrine, mm. because why? If a shrine isn't open in a time of crisis like this, when the faithful want to come and to plead with our Lord through the intercession of Our Lady, St. Joseph, the other saints, then we might as well close uh, permanently and wow. the bishop thanks be to God he understood and he let us stay open of course we used all the precautions with the, the disinfectant gel and the masks and so forth uh, but we were able to stay open and so many of the faithful came there to to seek strength uh, during a very difficult
0: time you know that gives me the image your eminence of uh, a, a holy place of pilgrimage a shrine like the shrine of our Lady Guadalupe in La Crosse Wisconsin it's really a place of refuge, yes. and what I hear you say is that, you know, it's for refuge when people have a personal crisis to make a pilgrimage. This is part of our Catholic tradition, isn't it? But when there's a national or regional crisis, You go to the shrine, you go to the refuge, and you go to Our Lady, who's also known as one of her titles as Our Lady of Refuge, right?
1: (laughs) That's right, exactly. And Our Lady of Guadalupe is the perfect example of this. She appeared at a time when, what is today Mexico, that part of Central America, was uh, undergoing a terrible suffering first of all, the Aztec religion had been greatly corrupted, and they were practicing human sacrifice, thousands of people being being uh, killed in order to offer their blood to to the gods but also the, the tension between the Spanish explorers and settlers and the natives was, was ever greater, and there was, there was a danger of an explosive war that would have had a tremendous loss of life. And Our Lady came right in that moment, uh, and from the moment of her apparition, She drew the people together to form a new people. It's called the mestiza uh, Mm -hmm. people, those who are of of mixed blood. But she drew the the Spanish and the explorers and settlers and the native people together. And and she's their mother. Mm -hmm. And they call her la morenita because her her skin has that color uh, of of those who are uh, of mixed blood, mestiza. And uh, she drew them together, and there were millions—literally millions—of conversions in a very short time. And, and I thought too, when after reading Pope Saint John Paul II's apostolic exhortation, in a time like ours, we we have this turbo. Uh, Covid crisis, but we have other terrible situations going on. For instance, the, the uh, approximately a million abortions every yeah. year, and and now a growing attack on the infirm and the elderly through euthanasia.
0: You know just just a, looking at that, uh, Our Lady Guadalupe seems to be um, something that we can rally to for this for pro life. That's it. You know? She's the mother of life. We're dealing with a culture of death, like the Aztecs. Yes right really our yeah. cultures become a culture of death that yes. celebrates death it seems e-
1: exactly it's it's terrible uh uh, and, and for people life life becomes a burden and, and people and, and we shouldn 't be surprised that there 's so much violence and so many people losing hope because we 've lost the sense that the gift of life, even in the most difficult circumstances is is wonderful and a cause for us to to have hope and to to look toward eternal life and that 's what our blessed mother is always teaching us.
0: Well, Your Eminence, you know, you, you mentioned COVID, and, and this is a time where a lot of people, we, it's not easy to travel internationally mm-hmm. right now. Um, you know, we're, we're, it's it's we're coming out of springtime. People are looking at their summer, vo- vo- you know, vacation time, and I know a lot of people are finding, well, oh my goodness, it's hard to find places that are getting booked up for vacations. It seems to me a great Catholic f- vacation would be to take your family and 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 make a pilgrimage to the shrine yes. uh, up in La Crosse. Yes,
1: uh, absolutely. This would be, first of all, it's a, the it's a most beautiful place because we, we wanted, this is going to be the place where people come to encounter our Lord. It had to be as beautiful as possible. There's great natural beauty in that part of Wisconsin that we tried to build the most beautiful church and other devotional areas and uh, it would be a wonderful time for any family to come not only to be refreshed in a natural way but even more importantly in a supernatural mm. way and the shrine will be open the whole entire summer and we we have a project in mind in fact we hope we're able to realize it within the next few years to build a retreat house mm. right next to the Shrine Church where a family could come and even and spend a few days, or individuals, or priests, or whoever it might be, could come and spend a few days at the Shrine in order to be recharged, so to speak, yeah. spiritually uh, for, for their daily lives.
0: And so... I, I knew a family that went last summer to the shrine. It was it was such a joy that you kept it open yes. every day. And there's mass every day. Every day, So say. people can plan any day of the week, <clears throat> they could plan to come and be there for a couple days. And, and, and you know, I, I know my wife is from Wisconsin, and she grew up in a dairy farm there, so we have a great love for Wisconsin. So I, I grew up in Northern Illinois, and, and uh, we would go for family vacation sometimes to Wisconsin Dells sure. or up to one of those lakes. And so if you're a family, you could plan, hit a couple places in Wisconsin, go up for a lake for some fishing, go hit the Wisconsin Dells, and then drive up to La Crosse for a pilgrimage and make it a, a pilgrimage slash vacation. Which is really a great thing, and, and you know the thing about pilgrimage is when people have uh, you know someone in their family that they need to pray for, you know, somebody who's uh, a child that's fallen away from the faith, you know, I think a lot of people here you know, I'm going say, well, what do I do? How do I pray for my? What do I do to get my children to come back to the church or this sick member or whatever the need is? People, Americans don't think of pilgrimage as something to do, but that was the classic Catholic tradition, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, and. I can guarantee anyone: if they make a pilgrimage, they will find peace and strength to deal with whatever crisis uh, they're they're confronting. The La Crosse is on the way for many to Mayo Clinic in Rochester, and we have so many pilgrims who come either on the way to the clinic or back. Sometimes they've received a diagnosis, which is very difficult, and uh, mm-hmm. but they find a tremendous consolation uh, praying in the in the church before the image of Our Lady who draws them to the tabernacle. Our Lord is present there to heal them and and give them strength. And also people come for very important joyous occasions in their Mm -hmm. lives. I don't know how many young people I've met who have told me that they proposed uh, to marriage to their bride, a future bride, uh, in front of the right. image of Our Lady. And, uh. Uh, and also people come to give thanks for the birth of a baby. T- today so many couples suffer from the inability to have mm-hmm. children and they pray. There's, there's a wonderful side altar of St. John of Rattamola, who's a great intercessor. They pray to Our Lady and to Saint Johnna, and many babies have been conceived and wow. born through those those prayers. So it's uh, it, whatever it is in our life, and all of us, uh, we, all of us have the need to meet our Lord in this special way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, the, I'm so grateful that God has permitted us to build the shrine, and it's mm-hmm. there. And as you say, there. You can put it together, the spiritual part together with all kinds of other uh, very worthy activities uh, the rivers, the lakes, and so forth.
0: It's a beautiful thing. And you have some real treasures there at the shrine that you have some very special priests. Yes as well that are a treasure too for and a resource to people. Yes we're so blessed now
1: since August 15th of last year Father Paul Czech a priest of the diocese of Bridgeport uh, in Connecticut and who was for many years the executive director of Courage International the mm-hmm. the apostolate uh, to assist people who experience same-sex attraction. He's now the executive director and giving a tremendous spiritual leadership. I believe also he's a professor here from time he to time. he's,
0: he's, he's adjunct in many classes here. Mm. He's a wonderful teacher, so we yes. love Father Paul Czach. And so mm, what he, a that, what a coup for the shrine yes, to get him as the leader. Yes, then
1: we have the Friars of the Immaculate there too who yeah. are uh, wonderful hearing confessions, of course offering the Holy Mass. And then many pilgrims come to the shrine and they would like to sit down with a priest just to talk about their life, some particular challenges or whatever, and the priests are there for them. And
0: so we're really, we're really blessed. Your Eminence, I'm I'm struck by your Marian devotion to to enter into this project, which is not easy, to to build a a shrine dedicated to Our Lady. Tell me, tell us about your uh, own devotion to Mary. What, What sparked in your life where you really saw Mary as a spiritual mother to you?
1: Well, I grew up, thanks be to God, in a in a Catholic home, and my uh, my parents taught me, me this from the time I can remember, mm. that uh, yes, our, our relationship is with our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, but as you said in the beginning in your remarks, but He gave us His mother to to be. Uh, to bring us to him and we had that strong sense at home there was a great devotion to Our Lady of Lourdes and also we prayed the family rosary at night after supper and and it was just natural to talk about our Blessed Mother. And so I grew up with a a, a, a deep love of a blessed mother, but never today, you know, some people say, oh, you, you think that Mary's a goddess. We never had that idea. We always knew that she was, that Christ is our savior, that she was drawing us to Christ, to his sacred heart, to. To the Holy Mass and so forth, mm-hmm. but it was just a great gift, and that stayed with me. And, and the older you get, th- you treasure these, mm-hmm. this uh, this relationship with our Blessed Mother all the more. And I'm happy that through the Shrine, that m- many more people can come to a closer intimacy with our Blessed Mother, and uh, and therefore with our
0: Lord. It's a beautiful thing to think of, you know, family life just organically leading to the spiritual life. Yes. And so this, Love of our Lord, love of the family of God, and the family of God marries the mother in the family of God. She's, yes. God Jesus appoints her as, uh, and gives her as a gift to, to be all our spiritual mother, and, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, do, have you found that? I know for St. John Paul II, he had this great Marian devotion even as a youth from his family, but then he talked about how at key moments in his life, Mary was the refuge for him. If you found that in times of crisis, times of no, dis- yes. struggle or discouragement,
1: no, and there are these times we all encounter them, and uh, even the present time, there's so much, uh, uh, so much to be concerned about in our nation, in the church too. There, there's a kind of a spread of some of confusion and even error in different places, and, uh, and I always. Uh, uh, turn to our Blessed Mother. I, I love the Memorare. It's a, mm-hmm. a prayer. Uh, of course, the Rosary is, is is a really powerful prayer, and that that really sustains me. I I, I, I know that, that that her maternal care is with me, and she'll keep me close to our Lord. And and uh, uh, I, I the, the devotion just grows stronger.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of great saints, Saint Louis de Montfort and others, mentioned that. Um, if you look at the time of the cross and Jesus being attacked, being judged, and is going through his passion and the one disciple who is faithful, who's there at the cross, is, is John, yes. the beloved disciple, because he was closest to Mary and he yes. stood next to Our Lady and Mary gave him the strength to be there. Do you think that, that that's an that's important thing for us as the church today? Because you mentioned you, there's so many people who have fallen away from their Catholic faith in the yes. last generation. We've had so many, whether it's priests that have left, whether it's lay people that have left the church. Uh, and we're in a time where the church is being accused. Yes. You know, like Jesus. And yeah. in a sense, the church is on trial like yes. our Lord was. Do you think, t- t- talk about the role of Our Lady for keeping us faithful to Jesus during these difficult times. I, I
1: meet people and I understand fully well. They're very, they've been very... Scandalized by things that have happened in the church, uh, the s- situations in the world have, have ate, eaten away at their hope. Uh, also, w- sometimes we haven't emphasized enough th- that the centrality of the life of prayer uh, in our Catholic faith. And so people, people will say to me, "Well, I, 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 I can't. I don't believe in the church anymore." And and uh, I always say to them. But, our Lord is with us in the Church. He told us that I will be with you always until the end of time and when when he was dying on the cross, so that he could be with us always to offer after he died on the cross, the Roman soldier pierced his heart with a spear, and this blood and water came forth as a sign of his abiding living presence with us in the church. What does he do he one of his last words was to say to 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 Mary, behold your son, St John, as you have so wonderfully recalled, and uh, to John, behold your mother and this he in this he signified for us that that the blessed his blessed mother the, his this uh, his best and most perfect disciple, would be with us always with this maternal care, and so we we associate always the sacred heart of Jesus with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, this Saint John Paul the Second had this wonderful phrase He said that God the Son took a human heart under the Immaculate Heart of Mary in her mm-hmm. womb and, and so the her heart was from the moment of her conception, our Lord preserved her by a special favor from any stain of sin. her heart was completely for our Lord, and so she helps us to have hearts more and more completely for for our Lord and that uh, uh, What a great gift that is to us in the church. Amen. Mm-hmm. It really
0: is a tremendous gift, and we need these gifts to sustain ourselves in these Absolutely. difficult times. Absolutely, and that's why, the, as you mentioned
1: before, piety and the devotional life mm-hmm. are essential. After the Council, there was this great emphasis on the Holy Mass and so forth, which is it's wonderful. It's true that there's nothing greater in our life yeah. than to participate in Holy Mass. But we, we're human beings, and we need ways to express throughout the day that that living presence of, of our Lord within us through the Eucharistic sacrifice, and that's what the Devotions uh, accomplished for us.
0: Yeah, and I, I always thought that properly understood the devotional life, you know, a devotion to Mary and her spiritual motherhood would increase our fervor at Mass. H- yeah, absolutely. And, and, and if
1: it doesn't, then it's not a good devotion.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Well, you know, you mentioned it, I, I can't help being a Bible scholar. I love that scene that you talk about in John 19. And when Jesus calls uh, Mary he doesn't say Mary he says woman behold your son and he doesn't say John he says you know he looked at the disciple the disciple whom he loved and he said behold your mother Mm -hmm. and those are prophetic titles because they're each playing a role that's bigger than you know Mary's not she's the mother of Jesus but being woman she's the new Eve and she's to be the mother of all the spiritual living now because she's a spiritual mother and John is bigger than John he represents each one of us who are called to be a beloved disciple yeah. you know to be beloved of our Lord I hadn't thought of it in
1: just that way but it is true he doesn't say their names but it's, it's exactly that it's the 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 maternity the divine maternity of Mary which then becomes a maternity of divine grace and and John representing all disciples mm-hmm. uh, uh, of our Lord, and that he wants uh, his disciples to have a particular rapport a strong rapport with his mother and she is i mean we she was the first tabernacle if yeah. you know, so our Lord arrived uh in, in this world in her womb by her consent when she said to the, "Let it be done to me according to your your word and and uh and, and so we uh, uh we really uh, have to be <laughs> we can't help but be attracted to, yeah. to our Blessed Mother.
0: And it reminds me of another scene, because we talked about, you've talked about some of the, the troubles that the church is in right now in the world. And I think of another scene later on in John's life, in the book of Revelation, John chapter 12, he talks about the woman, Mary, who has a crown of 12 stars, I mean she's the queen of Israel. And the queen was always the mother of the king in the Davidic dynasty. So when, you know, when, when Bethsheba is queen, it's because her son Solomon's king. So because you'd have multiple wives, typically in the ancient Near East, and Solomon had many wives, uh, you couldn't make the wife the queen, you'd make the mother the queen. So you have this sense of, you have the, a queen who's giving birth to a child, who will rule all nations with a rod of iron, which is messianic from Psalm 2. So the child is clearly Jesus. But then the dragon comes to attack. And I love it, the the last line of Revelation 12, verse 17, it says that uh, the dragon, after the dragon couldn't get Mary, the woman, he then went after all those who follow the commandments of God and bear witness to Jesus, um, who are children of that woman. And so it's interesting that, in other words, it says, the dragon went to make war on the rest of her offspring, those who keep the commandments of God and bear witness to Jesus. And so Revelation 12, John's saying in Revelation, what he learned at the foot of the cross, that we're all spiritual children, but the dragon wants to come after us because...
1: That is the reality. (laughs) We must (laughs) never forget that, that Satan is defeated. The, the, the dragon didn't didn't stop the woman from br- br- giving birth to the, yeah. the the son who would rule all the nations. Um. But he's still on the prowl, as they say, as we say, and uh, he wants to attack the disciples, and that's why we have to fortify ourselves. Our blessed Mother helps us. Uh, Saint Joseph is called the terror of demons, uh, and, and of course, our Lord. The final chapter is is his great victory. But uh, and I say to people, don't be discouraged. A lot of people are so discouraged by the, the evil, but we need to look. There's so many signs of Christ, His Holy Spirit, alive and at work. I think, for instance, uh, of the uh, the young people who are so dedicated on firehead. I, I celebrated the Holy Mass at Holy Name Church here in in uh, in Denver, and the church was filled with. People of all ages, but of many, many families with numerous children and there was a, a reverence, and uh, the people participated in the mass so beautifully, the way they came to receive Holy communion. And then after the Mass, they were enjoying one another uh, out on the playing field with, and having pizza and so forth. But uh, they, it, it, you couldn't help but be, uh, be inspired. And then I met these young people. I think it's is it Christ in the Street.
0: Christ in the City. Yes. In the city. wonderful apostle here in Denver. Yes.
1: These young people who are living in a very poor circumstance, yeah. but going out every day to the homeless and bringing them hope. Yeah. And uh, there's just so many good signs and young young people continue to give themselves uh, in a pure and holy way in marriage, also mm-hmm. in the seminary, for studying to be priests or in the convent to be consecrated. Uh, so we, we must keep our eyes open because Christ never stops working, sending his Holy Spirit and, and doing his saving work. Uh, it, it's hard sometimes when we have trials, but we, we must never lose sight of that.
0: It's so encouraging. I think it's been great having you here at, yeah. at the August Institute. It was great having you here for Mass.
1: Well, thank you. This it's, is another sign of hope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I think the Lord is doing a great work, even yeah. in the midst of all the trials. I don't think anybody out there should be discouraged. And I love no. your message to them. No, That no, there's I, there's there's signs of the new springtime. Yes. And uh, you know, in Colorado, we get us we'll get a snow in in April and even in May, and uh, and yet. Because we've weathered these springs here in Colorado, we don't despair that spring's is no. coming. It can happen in Wisconsin, too. <laughs> and so I guess your message, too, to everybody is don't be discouraged if you see a little snow on the ground. The flowers are coming. They are. In, the springtime I, is coming.
1: A native of Wisconsin, one of the beautiful things in the springtime, and of course, we always talk about devotions. We had the May altar for our Blessed Mother during May but these spring flowers would, in the woods, these beautiful wood violets and mm. the, the trilliums and other, of course, you couldn't pick the trilliums, but we could pick some <laughs> of the other flowers and bring them for Our Lady's altar, but and that, there was just a great joy in that and a great
0: sign of hope. Well, Cardinal, I wanna conclude by just inviting people. If you're looking for something to do this summer, and I, I highly recommend this beautiful shrine to Our Lady of Guadalupe, in lacrosse wisconsin that cardinal burke uh felt the lord put that on his heart to, to create this this holy place so that people like you could come on pilgrimage and bring your cares and troubles and petitions and and prayer to our lady honor our lady give thanksgiving there um but make a pilgrimage and uh it's something that it's a lost art of catholic spirituality that we want to recover And i'm so glad you're helping bring about the recovery of that. Th- thank minutes. you for letting me speak with you today about it. Oh, it's a joy. Mm-hmm. And I hope you can see those, those signs of the springtime that uh, Cardinal Burke mentioned. They're popping up everywhere, and uh, keep your eyes out for it. The enemy wants to keep you blind to those things to discourage you, but don't be discouraged. And our, our Lady is at work against the devil, so go to her as a refuge. And we thank you for joining us, and may the Lord bless and keep you.
2: You can watch this show in video format by visiting form.org. Formed is an online Catholic streaming service created by the Augustan Institute and Ignatius Press with award-winning studies and parish programs, inspiring audio content, movies, e-books, and family-friendly kids programming. To support the mission of the Augustan Institute, please visit missioncircle.org. You can watch this show in video format by visiting form.org. Formed is an online Catholic streaming service created by the Augustan Institute and Ignatius Press with award-winning studies and parish programs, inspiring audio content, movies, e-books, and family-friendly kids programming. To support the mission of the Augustan Institute, please visit missioncircle.org.